What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go! If it's your first time here today, um, you may not know, nor does it matter, but for those that have been here for the last few weeks, um, I am super proud of this church, and I want to just thank every single person that came up here and spoke over the last two weeks. You did a fantastic job. Y'all could do better than that. Here's what, here, here's, here's what I want. You know, some people gave a really good appreciation and some people was like, oh, amen. That's fine. But when you understand the fullness of God's deliverance. So you can sing about the miracles, but every person that spoke was a walking miracle. They, they went from, Sion spoke and she was on her deathbed. Right, great grace preached, and she was she didn't want to pick up no music. She was afraid. She was she was tormented with anxiety attacks, and she came up here and preached the gospel. Right, right. You got Troy. You you got Pastor Danny. You got Pastor Daniela. You go on and on and on. Don't sing the song and then wait for a miracle. What you saw the last two weeks was a miracle. Yeah. This is what building your church, the building your church, a healthy church, the sign of a healthy church is not how many people in the church. It's how many people are anchored and rooted and activated and mobilized. I don't care how many people come to church if that many people is not walking in God's divine purpose for them. And to me, when you see the vision come to pass, how many people are, you, how many people you go to churches and they biggest thing is we live, love, laugh, but ain't nobody laughing, ain't nobody loving, right? But when you see love, how many people when they come to Love Quest, you experience authentic love? Yeah. And so then those people would not have been able to come on this stage without being equipped, which is the second part of our but we don't just mobilize people, we mobilize the what? Equipped. And so last two weeks, our church got stronger because every person that came up here, they took a deeper level of ownership. And then you heard other voices. Authority was delegated. This is a very healthy church built on the rock, a Davidic house of praise, high praise. Right things happen when we praise God in this house. And so I was away for two, two and a half weeks, whatever it is, and uh, I miss my church. I, I, so, so thank you so much. Feel good to be missed. I'm not going to be like, nah, that's okay. No, that's not about me. No, I miss you and you should miss me. Amen. I miss you. But what I will say is you have something special. Do not take moments like this and the atmosphere like this for granted. Every church ain't experiencing this. You can go try as many churches as you want. You can church hop all you want because it's closer. Whatever you want to do, go on. But not every church is giving God the space to be God. And I was just like, man, I want to come home and do this with y'all. The biggest thing I missed was worshiping with my family. Because I understand that corporate worship does something that me and my own little playlist cannot do. And so I watched every service and y'all would be done with service in 15 minutes from now over the last two weeks. So y'all should have a little bit of energy because we didn't get y'all a break for the last few weeks. Last two weeks is not a clear reality. 
Start next week, it is, at 10 a.m. 10 a.m., those that want quick service and get up out of here, we're going to have powerful service. Um, if this happens next Sunday, we'll probably be getting ready to close right now because we're going from 10 a.m. to 11.29. That's a promise, sharp. Not 11.30, 11.29, okay? Um, but we're going to do one more song. And uh, I, want, I, I told the worship team last night this when we were working, working out. I said, you don't come up here and just be excited to sing your favorite song. How many people in here got playlists? And it's full of your songs. We choose songs here that God wants to hear. We're singing to him. This is his playlist. And whenever you listen to your songs, what you be doing? Right? You be grooving, you relax, can't nobody tell you nothing. Right? You, you in it, you zoned out, you at the stoplight, and somebody look at you like, oh, you caught me. Yeah. And when God's children is singing his favorite songs, not only him, but man, heaven is rocking. Heaven has the capacity to dance to every song that's being played in the earth. And I'm going to tell you this, I believe heaven sometimes be like, uh, not that song, no. All right. Over and over, God asked for us to do things with skill. And so, we're going to do one more song. We got one person. Everybody else can sit down. He can stay standing. But we got one more song, and then I'm going to share this, this word with you and get you out of here. Uh, we could close right now. God has done enough. But we need to hear this word, too. And uh, we're going to sing another new song. It's going to go crazy. It's going to go crazy. We, we not gonna, it's not going to be one of the... <laughs> but it's going to be high praise. High praise, high praise. Say high praise. High praise is when you go past how you feel, how you look, what your neighbor doing. We're like up in there. We in the, we in the holies of holies. And I will let you guys know we are in the holies of holies right now. Okay, we're not knocking, trying to get in. We up in this thing. You ever be outside the club in line hearing the music bumping? Now y'all looking at pastor talking about the club. Some of y'all still go to the club. I was at the club the other night. Bring it down. I want to make sure they hear this. I was at the club the other night. Fox Cabaret on Main Street. See anybody? I'm going to let it sit. I ain't going to tell you the rest of the story. Just gonna, I was at the club the other night. How many people was at the club with me? Amen. Pastor be clubbing with his, with his people. What kind of pastor is he going to the club? I'm just looking at some people's faces like, I was about to make this my church, but... <laughs> but no, we go in the marketplace. We wasn't drinking, we wasn't smoking, we wasn't partying like that, but we was moving as a people. And I wish the church get outside the four walls and we do things like this and we'll go into the marketplace to shine light. So we'll roll like 40 deep or something like that. And we was in the Fox Cabaret and the Paracletes came out after two other acts in between two acts that were coming after us. And uh, we shut it down. Amen. Amen. But, but, but the joy, the sober joy. Sober joy hit different than high joy. It's authentic. Right? God can take over the airwaves. And so for that set, man, you should have seen when we got off and people was, but we did our thing and we, we was a good witness and we're going into some other doors in the marketplace to shine light. It's no compromise, right? I was snatched out of a place to be cleaned up so I can go back into a place to 
to, to snatch people out and influence people. I'm really trying to keep my cool. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise him like a baby. So will I. I for sure won't let your son out praise me, Troy. Amen, amen. I'm not going to let him do it. Father, we thank you for ears to hear and eyes to see. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the rain. I just left California. Everything yellow. Y'all want to move to California? Go ahead. You are taking this country, specifically this province, for granted. Don't you dare complain another day about British Columbia. If it's so bad, make it better. And if all the popping people that so-called got it going on leave, then what did you do over where God put you? British Columbia is ripe for pioneer-minded people. Hollywood get it. But the people from here, man, y'all just want to leave. <laughs> it's a beautiful place that's just waiting for the pioneers that made other states and countries great to rise up above the hate and the ceilings that do exist here. All right? You see confidence here, they try to put you in your place. So you got to guard your kids. If they're great, keep telling them they're great. Don't let no coach put them in their place. Cocky, not okay. Confident, necessary. That's not what I'm, that, that is what I'm here to preach about today. Amen, I almost forgot. All right, I got to be quick. Tonight, I'm going to really dive into it if we don't worship that much. Okay, but um, I'm inviting everybody back tonight. Can we give it up for our, our streaming audience, please? I can't wait. If you've never been here at LoveQuest, can't wait to see you. This is a place you can call home. And I believe whoever is watching, some of you will call this home one day. The Lord lives here. Um, Father, give us ears to hear and eyes to see. And bless this iPad in Jesus' name. I'm like, how do I follow up after all these amazing speakers for the last few weeks? And sometimes you think it's your job to just hear me. But for the last two weeks, I was listening because I've been trying to hear God. What are you putting on their hearts? And, and I think everything we preach in this house is super relevant. You can preach it any time, any season, and it's going to work. Um, so I wrestled this morning. I was going to come in here and start a new series called Good Ground because it's very important for us to really identify um, what kind of soil we have. For some of you, it's not a seed issue. Some of you, it's a soil issue. You sow, but the enemy can steal the harvest because your soil is bad. When I'm talking soil, I'm talking heart. Some of us have perversion in our soil. We got weeds in our soil. We got bitterness in our soil. We got unforgiveness in our soil. We got greed in our soil. We got confusion in our soil. And the Lord gives us a few different types of soil. And he said, if you don't get these principles of the kingdom, you will not get any principle or parable of the kingdom. So this main parable to unlock is the one that identifies the soil. And he says that the, so, the farmer sows and the enemy comes immediately on account of the word. The enemy ain't coming after your car, your apartment, your dreams, your company. The enemy don't want nothing material. But he used material because you love material. And material identifies who you are. He wants your witness. He wants your soul. 
He wants you to be a bad witness to someone else. He wants you to be a ball of anxiety to keep other people anxious. He wants you to be misdirected so the people that's following you will be out of alignment. Right? He can't stop the outcome. The outcome is victory. But he can slow you down. He can reroute you. He can confuse you. And so it's very important for us to begin to deal with our soil. And then we're going to start, it was going to start with stripping for change. That's coming, it's coming. Stripping for change. Ephesians 4 says, strip your old man. And put on the new. We ain't really too aware of the new life that's it. Like you actually have a new life. Like you're, you, you have a whole new being inside of you that's waiting to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can wake up to who's already in you. Everything you need, every bit of joy, every bit of happiness, every bit of peace, it's already in you. But he says, if you don't understand this parable, you won't be able to unlock the joy that's inside of you. But I felt it was very necessary to talk about something. It ended up, it landed on the champ is here. <clears throat> the champ, say the champ, champ. is here. I'm not, I'm not like, that's not like my coming back from California message. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but not really. That's not the point. But I've been talking for a long time, we're gonna start a series on being a champion. Because here's the point, every person in here knows how to lose without trying. Not everybody in here knows how to win. You were born a loser. Wow, did you just speak that over me? No, you were born into sin. If you wasn't a loser, why'd you need to get saved? <laughs> so, so you don't get offended. You, you get what I'm saying, right? I'm not saying you're a loser. You was just born one. <laughs> you was cute, but amen. <laughs> but I believe the church needs to learn how to win. Because that's what the world is after, winners. What's a witness without a winner? If you're not attractive, if you don't have the right bait on the hook, then you ain't gonna catch no fish. I don't care how cool your boat is, I don't care how much bait you got, if it ain't the right bait, you are gonna be on the lake all day. I don't care how saved you are. I don't care how much you go to church. If you're not effective out there, you're not living the life you are commanded to. To go into all the world, making disciples, preaching the gospel, being an influencer. I tell people this, man, it's amazing because God will do it however he can. So we got more people believing God did and God can because DJ, Bishop DJ Khaled told us God did. And I'm like, like, how can the quiet church person look at a person like DJ Khaled who comes out with this album, God did this whole campaign and influencing broken communities, giving them hope. And then we like tone it down. No, 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 let me tell you, we will never save the world that we've been sent to without having a charisma, an enthusiasm, an excitement, a competitive nature, a life about us. <laughs> so our kids will try all kinds of other alternatives because our faith seems very rigid and boring and, and rule, like, like a bunch of rules. And we don't even look like as parents we're enjoying this Jesus. But man, when I turn on DJ Khaled, he looked like he really living the good life. Now I'm mature enough to understand but you, you're going to be surprised 
in the end when you find out who God really used. Right? You see Bishop T.D. Jakes, he's only one preaching the gospel on revolt, which is P. Diddy's platform. P. Diddy gives him shots out for being his bishop. Oh, is P. Diddy not saved because he, shake that, shake that, shake that. Right. And then I see T.D. Jakes give P. Diddy a shout out the other day saying, thank you for sharing your platform with me. Oh, one of the biggest bishops and authority figures in the earth. Oh, yeah, we need kings, not just priests. So I don't, I don't go to clubs. I shut them down. See, see, listen, there's going to be a part of this championship series that we're going to call it trash talk. See, that's not allowed here. A ref attack you, tee you up in a minute. You, you start talking on the court in the, in, in the British Columbia game, you're getting teed up. Referees is soft and offended. If you're a ref out of here, oh well, don't be that way. But they, the refs is mad. Like, that's a part of the game. If you're a ref, you got to be able to take trash talk. You could trash talk without being disrespectful. The champ is here. I want you to pay attention to something real quick. I promise I won't preach this picture. But I want you to, I want, I want to get something really straight. I'm not talking about merely winning. I'm talking about being a champ. Everyone on these podiums won. But it was only one champ. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna challenge you and push you a little further. I'm not talking about just winning. I'm talking about being a champ. And I want you to see first place is higher, second place is a little higher than third, but not quite as high as first. And there's levels to this thing. So you got saved, amen, you found your church home, life is getting sweeter, it's getting better. Now what? You've entered the game, you've qualified for victory because Jesus won. But are you living to the highest level of victory? Victory has levels. And we have been called to live on the highest level of victory. That's, listen, uh, the only number here that's whole is one. So if you're not living in wholeness, you may be in third or second place. But he died and conquered death and the grave and hell. Why? So you can be on this podium. I'm here to challenge you to stop settling for just being on the podium. You saved, honk, honk, bumper sticker, small group, cool. But are you winning? Is your marriage winning? <laughs> you know scripture by heart, but do the scripture have your heart? Say the champ is here. If you tired of losing, wake up to winning. You, you, winning is something you got to wake up to. Right? Prodigal son came to himself and said, wait a minute, I'm out here living like this and them slaves at my father's house living way better than me. What are you leaving on the table? <laughs> what are you leaving on the table? What, what are you leaving on the table? You can't be Christian don't mean passive. No, nah, that's okay. You can have that. I'll just take 70. I'll just take three pieces of the pie, not the whole pie. You should never be on your last nerve. Oh, man, I'm going to say that again. 
How you get to your last nerve? Here's what I hate. Grace, you know I hate this, right? When we get down, I go in the refrigerator for some coffee, and I like my vanilla Khalifa almond milk. Non-sweetened. I go get my coffee. I pour the coffee, and I look in the fridge. We got one drip. Right? How many people ever go to the fridge and what you was excited to eat? It was gone. to steal, kill, <laughs> and destroy. That, that's what you got to understand. You should never wake up with a piece of peace. A drop of joy. See, we stay filled up. One of the rules in the house that I like to keep, if we down to one bottle of the milk, we need another bottle. It's like the people that get gas whenever gas get to a half a tank. I'm not there yet. I ain't gonna lie. I like to get it down to the, that light come on. And then it say you got 32 miles left. I'm, I'm gonna get to like 30. <laughs> oh, he an irresponsible pastor. Nah, I'm not at all. I'm just being a good steward over what I got. Every ounce. But here's the thing. You were called to be on the middle podium all your life. What's the, what's the F1 driver? Lewis Hamilton. How that brother just keep winning? He finally, they finally getting it. But here's what you got to understand. I'm going to get to something maybe tonight, maybe today. I don't know. But, but we're not... I, 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 the Lord said this morning, my children aren't competing because I, I always say we got to be competitive, but we're not merely competing because if I'm competing, that means I'm trying to get something I don't have. I'm contending. Right. Let's not think earthly because, yeah, I'm trying to get something on earth, but this eternal thing I already got. I'm a champ. So it's not my job to be comparing myself or competing with anyone. I've won. I woke up winning. I'm sleep winning. I'm a winner. And that's why I was born a loser, but I had to get what? Born again. And when I got born again, I went from darkness to light, losing to what? Winner. We can't be celebrating often and losing. Hey, Emerson, I hate when teams, they in last place and win one game and act like they won the championship. <laughs> Sit your butt down. You ain't win nothing. It's not no moral victories here. Oh, I just, I went from a pack of cigarettes to two. See, you settling for that, that third podium. If he delivered you from how many how many cigarettes in the pack? Twenty. You still okay? Okay. All right. You answer that real quick. Check the car. Check the car. Check. The same God. If it's twenty in a pack, the same God that delivered you from eighteen. You think he gonna leave two in the back? I'm preaching right now. What are you leaving on the table? God is sick delivering you to wholeness. I don't want these two cigarettes no more. I don't want just one joint a week. No, I don't just want my left toe healed. I want both toes healed. You believing for rent? Believe to own. All right, you leaving it on the table. 
What are you leaving on the table? Say the champ is here. I give you the name Peter, a stone. And this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my, my legislative assembly, my governing body, my, my governing body, my binding loose soldiers, my something hit my house and I commanded and binded in the name of Jesus because it is illegal on this property. And the power of death will not. You see, the, you, you, see, you see how you're not leaving no room. It didn't say the power of death might not. The power of death will not be able to overpower it. Who is it? The church. Amen. He said, I will give you. Yes. I can see some of us throwing the keys back to Jesus. He threw the home out there. <laughs> Now nah, I don't want them, them yours, Jesus. Come on, heal the city, Jesus. Them your keys. <laughs> I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven. If it ain't okay in heaven, I have a legal right to loose it and bind it on earth. It has no place in my life. They ain't smoking cigarettes in heaven. How you, how you gonna read a package? You gonna, you gonna die if you smoke these. And you're like, nah, I'm gonna just use the vape. I'm gonna get the vape. We gonna get the vape, it's safer. It, you die safer. <laughs> It's a slower death, amen. <laughs> I will give you the keys of the kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which isn't forbidden in heaven and, the, and to release on earth that which is released. There's some stuff that you just need to release out of your life and you have the keys to say, okay, time to go. You no longer can live in my house. Time to go, bye. What are you leaving unreleased? What did you wake up carrying? I heard Pastor Dylan get a scripture, Hebrews 12, about these unnecessary weights that just cling to us, right? Come here, sir, please. <laughs> Come on up here. Just, just, just hold on to my, uh, not back there, back there, right here, bro, right here. Keep your hands right there. Amen. Right? Now, you, you don't even, have, you just clinging to me. Yeah. Right? So, if God called me somewhere, no, you're clinging to me. You're coming with me. Okay. So, if God is called, you, come on, man. You guys get the point? All right, go sit down, go sit down, go sit down, amen. Now, don't clap, because that, that was not successful. <laughs> right? Now listen, you got the picture though, you got the picture. So look, I'm trying to help you. So you move to another state, but you don't deal to the hangnail. Look, it, it go with you everywhere. You get in a new marriage, you get a new boyfriend, new girlfriend, you never dealing with the clinger. It go with you. Oh, I don't like them, I'm gonna go get this other woman. She like me, she, she affirmed me. So you divorce and then you get all that, but you brought in the other marriage, the clinger. So you jumping from place to place hoping the clinger don't get exposed. Instead of when you was in the wrong, when you was in a relationship and the Lord exposed the clinger, your issues, not theirs, you didn't deal with them, you just made an exchange. Instead of like, nah, I'm cutting you, I'm purging you, and it's time to go, what's clinging in your life? What secrets you think, because don't nobody know, God don't know. 
Like we just look out for God and then we go tell him. That's what we pray about. God, we, you not hide nothing from the person that it matters. So it don't matter if you hide it at church. Some folks don't curse at church. Why not? Go on ahead. Like when you fellowshipping and stuff, talk how you talk out there. Here's the stupid part. You're the church. Ain't God with you? So where do you go? So wherever you go, the church, the Lord is with you. <laughs> this is his body. So look, I give you the freedom. Why you fellowship? Just go and be real, spirit and truth. You might get delivered if you just come here and be authentic. Let me trying to hide. And here's the tea. If you can control it at church. The devil is a liar. What, what is that? But he bound here. He can't get loose here. So you give him freedom at the house. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, please stop cussing. Even if it's your parents say, mama, stop cussing. Daddy, stop cussing. You be fronting that church, mama. <laughs> no, this way. We were set up to win. We were set up to win. We were set up to win. Say, I was set up to win. We were set up to dominate. Now, 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 now y'all see the little sneaky thing I did. Go back. We were set up to win. Question. I was set up to win. Hey. No, that's not, not, that's not what we were set up to do. We were set up to dominate. That's how champs think. Champs ain't just trying to win. They trying to dominate. If they going to beat you by 50, we going to beat you by 50. Oh. Say, I'm a champ. Oh, we, if, if you allow us to, we going to get your mind to championship status. So you, you, might not, you might not be good with a ball, but you're going to be good with souls. I'll make you fishers of men. You're going to be a championship fisherman. Look what he say in Genesis. You, let's make them in my image, in my likeness. I love how they mop and rain. Amen. Our image and after our likeness and let them have complete what? Who got the, who got the authority? Who got the keys? So your prayer should change. Jesus saved my city. So he must be tardy. He not hearing you. What's going on? While you sitting at the house on Netflix, <laughs> little Netty, <laughs> it's a net, it's a net, amen. You like loyal roast shit, praying in tongues, watching Netty, ring shit, ba 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 ba, flicking the news, hitting up the prayer team. Can you pray for our city? They just did this and it. What are you doing? Only thing God will do is empower you. What are you doing? He said, I've given you complete authority. I want to make this very clear. He said, over the fish, not your neighbor. He didn't say dominate humans. The only human you should be dominating is your own flesh. That's a hallelujah right there. The birds. The beast, the trees. And so you got to watch the cleverness of creation. You might be like, ain't no tree dominating me unless you put it in six zigzags. Ain't no plant dominating me unless you drink it out of a bottle. 
You ain't been, duh, ain't no tree gonna be like, sit down. <laughs> no. Winning is our inheritance. I said winning is our inheritance. We must stop reaching for acceptance and the affirmations of men and ascend to the realm of the kingdom and the lifestyle of salvation. Salvation was not the thing you did when you prayed and received Jesus in your heart and it stops. Salvation is a lifestyle that promises victory in every season. We've been saved from losing. Champs, I want to help a couple people, okay? Champs play hurt. I'm about to challenge a lot of people's mindsets over these next few weeks. Champs play hurt. It's a difference between being hurt and injured. And some of y'all, the enemy makes you, making you think you injured. No, a hurt ankle is different than a twisted, broken ankle. And if, depending on the severity, you can play with a twisted ankle. But if it's broken, stay off of it. But you got to be very clear on what you're going through. Are you hurt? Is it a blow? Is it a sever? Champs know how to play hurt. Listen, because they condition themselves to play hurt. They condition themselves for overtime, not for four quarters. Stop conditioning yourself for just enough. You got to condition yourself for the playoffs and the championship. If I show up ready to play and willing to sacrifice and expecting to win, anything is possible. As soon as I walk in the room, everything changed. We'll close with Matthew 5. And the slides that support it. Your lives are like salt among the people. But if you like, if you like salt, become say bland. I had this steak last night. I had two two steaks, right? I had, one was a tomahawk, and the other one was some forty day age steak that tasted like I was just licking on a hairy cow. Some of y'all like what a hairy cow tastes like. What I ate last night. <laughs> it just tasted like earth. I was like, can y'all bring some peppercorn sauce or something that could dip this in? <laughs> it was, it, but, but, the, but the waiter sold it though. He was just a 40 day, he had nice little accent. He just, he sounded like it tasted good. I got, I got tricked by the accent. Yeah, the, the devil will talk to you real sweet. He'll get you, and by the time you taste it, it's all bad. How can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless, Chris, I mean flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. Your lives light up the world. They should. For how can you hide a city that stands on the hilltop? Not on the hill. You know, you're not living on the incline. You living on the top. How can you hide? How can you hide he's good? How can you hide? How can you just be chill? How can you leave out of here and nobody know you found the bread? Nobody know there's an answer? How could you just blend in? Blending in is bland. 
for how can you hide? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's place where everyone in the house can benefit. I am placed, we go to the club, placed where everybody can benefit. Jesus said, I didn't come to heal the healed, I came to heal the what? Sick. So it's cool, but Sunday would not mean much if we weren't a church that did not go out there. So that everybody can benefit. So don't hide your light. If you're a winner, let it shine. Brightly, not just shine. Gold chain is nice, but you throw some bling bling on it. You throw a couple little, little, little shiny ones. So that your commendable works will shine. Here's the point. I gotta live a winner. So then they will give their praise to our Father. How is your witness? Are you getting in between people seeing God? Because you bland. And here's why this is important in this region. Salty people get shut down here. What do I mean? All of this, they like, they just partying. Oh, you gotta be careful for him, he, he charismatic. You know them charismatic churches. Right, you're always, if you're a confident baller and you just, ooh, ooh, and you got a little bit of swag, you just, and they just look at you. You can see him talking just like, oh, you think he is. Oh, that's that kid from the States. And, and so I got a son, that ball. And I gotta protect that. Because coaches don't put you up to think NBA or pro. They think SFU, UBC. That's cool. But for the kid that really can go, that should be pushed and that confidence should be instilled. And I wonder how many of you are allowing other people's forecast on your future to keep you doubting how great you were created to be. You can't apologize for how God has created you. You are unique. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You are great. And the same people that's trying to hold you down, they the ones need you to rise up. So stop looking for their approval. Yes. If you want to win, you must spend most of your time with winners. Stop feeling bad. Uh, how do I close this? I need y'all to hear me. Because somebody might be like, well, what about the one? Jesus went after the one. Yeah, you're not really reading that scripture right. There's some ones he didn't go after. You're not called to go after anyone. He was called after the one that was a part of the hundred. That, that, that ain't just anyone. That's one that was a part of the flock and somehow was led astray. Go after the one. You are only one because you were one of us. And some of y'all are spending too much time on people who ain't part of the 100. And you need to let them wander off because they ain't the one. And I'm not talking about people who obtain trophies. I'm talking about people who are willing to surrender to the process of winning. Spend time with people who want to win. Not I want to win, but. Nah, if you're running some kind of marathon, you don't need to be running with people who doubt in the whole way. You don't need to train with almost. 
I'm not almost a winner. You can learn from, yep, you can learn from, you can train with, and you can partner with anybody, but you can't win with everybody. I'm trying to help somebody. Know who your friends are. Not every friend gonna help you to victory. And those friends that can't help you to victory should not be getting most of your time. Jesus picked 12 of them and like, this is who I'm with. And then out of the 12, he had three. It, 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 it shrunk down. Gideon shrunk down. This is that insufficient, that more than enough part. So you're going to leave and do some homework. Who have you been partnering with? Look, if you go to coffee with somebody for an hour, for, for an hour, you're partnering with them. This is not the season to waste time with losing mindsets. This is not the season to keep having meetings with people who want to complain about the same thing and don't want to take your wisdom and change. At some point, come back to me with a praise report. If I want to win in basketball, this is the point I want to get, I can't spend most of my time with lacrosse players just because they play with a net and a ball. Trying to help somebody right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to help somebody right now. If I want to win in basketball, what are you called to win in? All right, what's the little? I'll be trying to curl with some swag. I'll be trying to do something like. <laughs> I can't just be. <laughs> How are you serious about that? Amen. I'm sorry. We got some curlers in the house. Amen. I couldn't even take my teammates serious. I'm, I've got, we got to do something. We got to like, we got to come up with some moves or something. Amen. But that's why we all made differently. But that's what I'm saying. I can't work out with you. <laughs> that's not going to help me win at basketball. So who are you spending time with that don't see like you? That don't see God like you? That ain't that where, where your faith is? And then say disown them. But it do mean to prioritize your time. You only got so much time and you only got so much energy. And to win a championship, it takes everything you got. And if we gonna go on this championship run, then we gotta prioritize our time and we gotta prioritize our energy. And we have to be very intentional, we have to be directional, and we have to trust First of all, get people around us that we can trust and we can build with. You ready for this? We have, <laughs> this is gonna bless you. The only way I can win, the only way we can win a championship together is if I'm surrounded with people I can lose with. If I can't lose with you, I can never win a champion. This is different. I can lose and still win with you. But if losing tears us apart, we can never win a championship. Right? We can go 10 and 30. We won 10 and we lost 30. But at the end of the season, you see some teams, they start making trades and doing a whole new, a whole new thing. And then you'll see teams that'll get a Steph Curry They'll get a Draymond Green. They'll, get a, they'll start from the bottom and they'll be faithful to that core. And so what I'm trying to tell you, we're not trying to win here. We're trying to win a championship. And if you've been here from the beginning, you've seen people who aren't able to lose with us. And you have to be willing to let God purge those that he knows aren't willing to lose with you. And be happy and celebrate when God exposes the ones that's not willing to lose with you. That's a praise moment. The only way we can win a championship together is if we can lose together. So when we experience failure or, or, or we make mistakes, 
We're not jumping down each other's throat and condemning each other and turning our backs and gossiping. We stay in the middle of the ring. We talk about it. We figure it out. We're not murmuring behind each other's back. We'll cut that. Hey, pastor, I need to talk. I got a little offended last night. I want to talk this out. I really want to. That's what championship teams do. We lose together because it's a greater prize. Best believe Steph Curry, LeBron, uh, uh, Steph Curry and, and Green. And they, there's championship teams have arguments in the locker room. And then what championship teams have is they have players that hold players accountable, not just the coach. The coach don't even need to really coach on a championship team. Can we lose together, Love Quest? The goal is the championship life, not just winning. And that's what I really feel the Lord is saying. Harvest is here. Revival is here. But that's just winning. I'll tell you this, we winning, Love Quest. That ain't the goal. And that's where a lot of churches stop is, wow, there's people coming in, the church is growing, and yeah, we're winning. But that ain't God's goal. The only way we can influence this city and this country and this world is if we become champs. And champs do everything at the highest level. We're gonna praise hard, we're gonna grieve together, we're gonna cry hard, we're gonna laugh hard, we're gonna argue and make up, we're gonna hold each other accountable, we're gonna be we're we gonna have a community and culture of honor. It is going to be a championship team. I don't want to hand my kids off winning. I want to hand them off a organization with a legacy of championships. I want to be the Celtics. I want to be Chicago Bears. I want to be Chicago Bulls. I want to be the LA Lakers. I want to, like, I want that legacy of winning championships. People want to come to your church because you clearly know how to win. You clearly know how to have joy. You clearly know how to pray. You clearly know how to have warfare effectively. You clearly know how to be married. Man, where'd you get that marriage from? Love Quest. Man, where your kids get that confidence from? Love Quest. Man, where you learn how to have joy in a pandemic? Man, Love Quest. Hey, let me introduce you to one of my friends. Wow, y'all got the same kind of aura about y'all. We anointed together. We love together. We cheer together. We fight together. Right? We a championship organization. Say the champ is here. Give God a big old praise. Praise him. Come on up. Choir, you can come up. Father God, we thank you for this day that you have made. We rejoice and we are glad to be in it. Lord God, we thank you that you are, you are my champion. Right? And because the champ of all champs is here and lives in me, then I can't settle for nothing less. Say, I'm a champ. I'm a champ. Look at your neighbor, say, you a champ. If you believe that, just lift your hands up one time. Lift your hands up in the presence of God. See, we winning, y'all, we winning. You go from Strathcona, you, you start your choir, and then you're like, we're going to get this, and we're going to get that, and you look up here, and this ain't even all the choir. And you see the choir, and you see young people. It's not the youth choir. This is the international choir. Right? You see Malia, the 17 years old lead, and you see Lily, you see young people up here worshiping God. I don't know. I don't know what their path is going to lead to, but I know what's, in, what's inside. This is, this is legacy here. This is what championship organizations do. They bring people in and they develop them along. Like another big man that's young come in and, and work out against with, with Tim Duncan and with other, another big man. Then Kobe got a, somebody, a protege that he pouring into. You're not, not going to be 80 years old, Danny, up here leading worship? Heck no. No, if you 80 leading worship this church, then we done lost. And the scary, here you go. Champions, the scariest thing to do, but it's necessary. Champions plan to retire. Look, look, they plan to retire on top. 
So if, if, if part of the goal is we're establishing something and man, what beautiful thing. We get our apostolic team and we hit the road and we plant churches and we help other churches plant. We, 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 we send worship teams to other churches that don't have worship teams and we do things like that. We can't do that without pouring in and raising up the next generation. Right. So the NBA is the NBA because Kobe in the summertime he worked out the people he played against. Y'all got to get that. There was a time for him to play his opponent. Then there was a time to train some of his opponents. And you can't be so caught up in winning that you forget to fill your spot. And that's why on championship team, we got to kill insecurity and just call each other higher. And you can't be around other anointed people and not be anointed yourself. So if you got the blessing to be around people that challenge you, let's rub off on each other's shoulders. I'm, I'm never a complainer like if it's hard or not. I love doing what I'm doing. Um, but I'm super proud. And if you're a parent, you understand what being proud is. Um, I'm a young man, but at the same time, I've been given a job that I have a lot of children. And you, some of the older people might have a problem with that. But uh, uh, someone being over you has nothing to do with age. It has to do with anointing and God's call on their life. So if you got an issue with it, talk to God. Um, why he sent me because I didn't ask for it um, but clearly you need something in this house that he has for your life and so I'm super grateful for every single person here that gives their time their treasure their talents uh, continue to partner with us financially um, I don't need to preach on that you guys did a great job on that uh, just a quick update I need you guys to be praying uh, by the 19th, we're, I'm trying to, we're trying to have all this paperwork in, but we're at the last like ends. It's very tedious, and we now have to just get this parking study. We have to prove that we have the space to fulfill. Um, we're just at the, we're, we're at the end. They haven't complained about our drawings. Our plans look great, but we just have to on paper. Uh, we're coming in covenant with the city. And so there's certain things that we have to do to turn two auto mechanic shops into a church with assembly, right? And so we just had one building, but God knew we would have needed the parking. And then we got two more buildings that way. Um, and so just pray over these next couple weeks that God gives us the wisdom, the right people, um, the finances, all that cool stuff because the, the council meets on the 19th and hopefully we get that stamp of approval. But my plan and goal is that we get our building permit before this month is over so we can start that exciting process and get in our worship center. Absolutely. And so we, we, we start our, uh, the great refreshing fast. It's, it's uh, starting Tuesday. You can tell people aren't excited, but that's fine. Um, champion, champ, every champion has a diet that helps them recover. And this is the issue. We would win more if we could recover quicker. And some of us, we stay hurt too long. We stay offended too long. And God said, I can't work with that. That's why he said, if you come to the altar, you're praying, if you got all with somebody, go deal with it. Because God has winning on his mind. And so fasting is that diet that helps us recover quick. And we get to shred so we can move faster and more efficient and be more agile. And so that starts on the 6th. It's going to the 21st. We will have information out tomorrow online. So go to our app and um, it's 21 days. That's it. That's it. The first, the, huh? Ends on the 26th. Amen. That's wrong. The 27th. What day? Oh, we got to get it right because some folks would be like, oh, the fast end, no, no you're not going gonna to give you the right date. Come on, team. Come on, communications. Now they count. That's not even y'all's job. That's communications job. 
26, 6 to the 26th, okay? And so the first day is all liquids. That's it, all liquids. You can blend up chicken if you want to, do what you want to do. <laughs> Folks get all serious, but you can do soup, you can do smoothies, you can do bone broth. It's just one full day of just liquids. And then day two through seven is a plant-based. We'll have all this information, but I just wanna help people get ahead of time. It'll be plant-based. And somebody asked, can I do whey like uh, protein for my shakes and stuff? If that's what you wanna do, that's totally fine. No ice cream, no, no, like stay away from dairy, stuff like that. It'd be no dairy, no sugar. Um, it's all plant-based. And then after that, we will implement poultry and fish. Okay, no pork, no red meat, all of that, no sugar, no fried foods, all that. We'll have the list on that. But it's not about going without, it's about going within. All right, and then every day, so on Monday, Tuesday, we will have prayer for one hour. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, one hour. It will be at what time? 6.30 to 7.30. And then Saturday morning at 9 a.m. to 10. And then Wednesdays and Sundays will remain the same. All we're challenging our community to do is can you come to two other nights aside from Sunday? For 21 days, if you can at a minimum come, find two nights that you can come for one hour. Wednesday will not just be one hour because we will have our midweek Bible study. All right. And then lastly, I'm really excited about this shift. Next week, new service times begin. Amen. And so I'm believing that God will fill this room every single service. I'm believing by next week, 10 a.m. will look just like this, and then 12.30 will look like this, and 5.30 will look like this. And so invite your friends. If you know people that's like, I want to get in and get out, but I want to be impacted. Next week, service starts at 10 a.m. and ends at 11.29. And then 12.30 to 2.30, and then 5.30 p.m. too. Can't make no promises. Okay. And so hope to see you tonight at 5 p.m. Father, you're good, you're faithful, you're mighty. Thank you for givers. Thank you for faithful sowers. Thank you for generosity. I thank you that you are refreshing us. And I thank you, Father, that you are beginning today to develop within us a championship pedigree. So we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. We're out of time, but we for sure not out of Jesus. Welcome back, family. Until next time, get your love fit. Man, have a good day. Look at your neighbor say, you are a champ. so much for joining us for this week's podcast make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media you can find us on ig and facebook at love quest intl church we out here but you know what it is you know the motto we out of time but we ain't out of jesus so till next time get your love fixed man